All right, welcome back. This is Siv. Uh, this is anesthesia101online.com. It's been a while. I know it's been a while. I haven't put out a video for a while. But uh, with the doctorate program, it gets me kind of busy, busy work. So it gives me a bunch of work to do, a bunch of research to read, a bunch of articles to read. So I got a little two-week in break in between. I figured this has come up a lot. So I have coworkers asking me. I have uh, people emailing about how to get to anesthesia school. So I, I figured, let me make a video on it. So I'm going to share my screen. Share. Yeah. Yeah, that looks good. I might move myself down here a little bit. There we go. Good. So how do you apply to anesthesia school? So it's brought to you by Anesthesia 101 Online. Um, we'll talk to more about that and what service that we can offer. So let's get on with it. Well, CRNA versus nursing. So most people, they remember from, remember from going to nursing school, they got, you know, your basic uh, anatomy classes and everything else that goes along with nursing um, care plans and, and the likes. So but the difference when you start to look in nurse anesthesia school, it's more science-based. So you're looking at the, the pathophysiology, the pharmacology, and making it all work. And you, as an independent, licensed independent provider, as they say, LIP, uh, you make those decisions because you're an advanced practice nurse by at this point now when you're done and graduate and become certified by the state and nationally. It is a rigorous um, course. You know, everything you heard on TV, on the radio, on YouTube land is all true. So it's going to require a lot of you. It's going to if you haven't studied hard before, this is going to really test you. Uh, if you have used the, the slack way of studying, it's going to test you. So it's going to make you change the way you think of how to study and how you take the approach to studying. So this is going to, I don't want to say make or break you, but it's going to build you. It's going to give you a better foundation for when you were taking your undergrad classes. So it's rigorous, but at the same time, the reward is is big, it's large. That's like the go into the profession but there's a there's a sacrifice for everything just like you know any other profession be it law be it business um uh, mba degree be it uh, medical medical degree so it requires a lot of critical thinking on your part but it, but it has to be sound based with backed up by science and you know, the pharmacology as you learn through your courses so the basic admission courses so it's all core sciences as as i alluded to your pathophysiology, your anatomy, one and two. This is stuff to just get you in the door. Remember now, when you when you get into the anesthesia school, they're going to reiterate this stuff, and it's going to say this stuff is anatomy and physiology. It's going to be advanced. Pathophysiology is going to be advanced. So it's like, I don't know, 500 level, 600 level, versus when you were taking in your undergrad, it was 300, 200 levels. So these all be advanced level. So microbiology. Advanced statistics, you know, some schools may require, um, you know, inferential statistics, but before you get into anesthesia, I know I took statistics, um, I think I took uh, inferential statistics, just so I can be a little ahead of the, the rest of the crowd that wants to get into anesthesia school. Uh, of course, chemistry, uh, one or two, I forgot to put that in, but I'll fix that right now. Do one. Oh, computer's a little slow. Mind you, this computer still is, um, 2013 version so I still like it it crashed a couple of times still living so I'm gonna keep it physics one to two uh, biochemistry organic chemistry one and two of course so each school like I said it's each school requires a different requisite uh, organic chemistry one and two 
uh, and then grades, of course, everything's looked upon as grades. Not, not really. If they had to make a breaking point, sometimes to when you go for the interview, you finally get that letter in the mail, like I did um, in 2011. It, you know, it's based on how you interview, how you interact. Because in your work environment, you have to be able to communicate your your thoughts and process and your critical thinking, rather than just you know memorizing material and subject matter and just spitting out regurgitating you have to understand is applicable to this case at this point so grades do count to a certain extent and just to let you know i actually sat on the board for the admissions committee for my my program so i actually know what they're looking for so you can give me an email on that if you would like to see what insider look graduate admission uh, testing um some people don't do with it i mean the GRE, uh, I took it before I applied. It has no barriers whatsoever. Like it has no relationship to what we're going to be studying as far as the nurse anesthesia part. But it's, you know, the degree you receive for that school, it is a formality. They have to put a, a little check to their little check saying, hey, this student applied for the graduate level. They did take a, you know, a graduate admission level. So it could be a GRE, a verbal, a written, or basic science. So I don't know. Like I said, I don't have all the answers, but you may want to look into your, you know, respective programs that you're trying to apply to. And some people actually go head over head heels with the MCATs. So MCATs is a medical admissions testing that they require. And then and I put the question box in because what else did they require? But like I said, some schools actually have um, gone away from that, that they don't require graduate level admissions testing. So, but then again, some schools will require just it's a formality. They have to check off the list. Next slide. So which nurse anesthesia education program is uh, right for you? Or which one do you want to apply for? It has to make sense. I stayed in Northeast at the time I was in Connecticut and I have family with them because what's going to happen is when you do get in, it's a full-fledged head-on, you know, front-loaded courses, heavy courses. You haven't taken 18 credits or more. I know when I did undergrad, it was like 12 credits <laughs> at the most. I know it took 70, 18 credits up front like that. So it's all front loaded didactic and then a lot of you know, classes here and there during your clinical time, but mostly front loaded. So you're gonna have to have help, either be a spouse, a significant other, family, what have you. If you have kids, it's tough, but it's still doable. If you're married, you're about to have a baby, it's still doable. We had two, two people in our program had babies and they still passed and still you know, graduated from their our program with good grades so it's it's all possible just how much you want willing to sacrifice and of course you got to have that support system which really helps and financially it doesn't make sense so some schools are cheaper some schools are longer length and i'll talk to you a, bit of, a little bit more about that later the length and the time it takes for you to graduate so you have to look at does it make sense financially um how many should you apply for i applied to six two accepted me <clears throat> But I picked the one that made more sense as far as like support system, uh, distance wise, you know, it has to make sense. So I apply as much as, but at the same time, they have costs throughout the application. So I know some of the programs in the Northeast, they, re, they go through a, um, a vetting third party human resource department, which kind of trickles you through and then gets your application in, which gets you an interview. But there's cost in each application, uh, anywhere from $30 to $100. But even if you, you get accepted, they may require for a down payment to hold your seat another six, $700, which they say is um, actually moved toward your um, tuition anyway. So you actually don't lose it 
but nothing's gained from you anyway. And then, you know, you have to consider if you're applying from, let's say I'm in Massachusetts, you want to apply to Pittsburgh, you're going to have to travel to have to get to Pittsburgh to get that interview. So it's up to you, but I'm just putting it out there. Um, work experience. Most require one to two years of ICU experience. And when I say ICU, it could be MICU, SICU, CCU, uh, cardiothoracic, cardiovascular, and the specialties like neuro ICU and neonatal, of course. <clears throat> PACU ER, I'm not too sure about that. I mean, I haven't heard any programs except people from that area, but you know, I worked in the ER, so it could be intense. But uh, we're not running like crazy trips like we do in ICU, and we're not running like, you know, constant renal replacement therapy or something like that. Impact youth, like I said, depends on the program. So I got a couple more slides and that's it. I, mean, I don't want to make it too long-winded. So here's the first, the rest of it. So remember, there's plethora of schools, um, depending on where you're at. Like Florida has a massive amounts of school, anesthesia school, but then again, they're, they're more AA focused. So anesthesia, anesthesiologist assistants, more down there. And then Texas is a big uh, area to Pittsburgh, Northeast, we have a good amount. <clears throat> so there's plenty out there, but each school requires a different uh, requirement. So you gotta be wary of that, about that. And so we gotta look at the, uh, decide on your proximity, how far is it for you? Does it make sense for you financially? And then length of program. I mean, nowadays, um, by, I wanna say by AANA standards, we're supposed to be doctorate prepared by 2025. I think we're moving in that direction. Every program that I know out there is going, is aiming for the certification to be a doctorate. So given having said that, you got to think ahead. Do you want your, um, you know, your degree to be MSN, which is Master of Science in Nursing with a focus in anesthesia. And then MSNA is, what's that? What I have is a Master of Science Nurse Anesthesia and then Master of Science in Chemistry, Master of Science Biology. So do you want to get a PhD or do you want to get DNP or DRNAP? So um, think of that long line, be, you know, influence your decision of which school you decide on. Because for me, I, I wish I would have did uh, Master of Science in Chemistry or Master of Science in Biology, because I'd rather go that route. But because I already had a um, bachelor's in, in nursing, it kind of made it harder for me. So right now my doctorate is in um, instructional management. That's it. Um, you need more? Um, check out my YouTube channel and my podcast. I have it on both sides there. So if you're, not, you're driving, you can listen to my podcast. If you're at home on a, on a little break or something, um, you can go on YouTube. It's at Anesthesia 101 online. So I'm there. Subscribe to it. So I get thumbs up from there. Thumbs up. There we go. Fix that. And you know, comment. Make some comments. Um, also, you want to check me out, my personal page, I got um, Uh You can check me out there. I, I do post some stuff there on my blog just to keep everybody updated to what I'm doing, keep you interested. Um, I think that's it. If you guys have any questions, um, if you go to my personal website, just put in your contact list, it'll actually go right to my email. And um, you, know, you can ask me some questions there through my uh, personal website too. I mean, I'll be sure to happy to answer. All right. I guess I'll catch you next time. Stop. And stop.